Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, another podcast week. We are podcasting overseas today. Um, I have a podcast guest today to share with you who's doing some really interesting, I think unique and amazing work in the world. Um, Philippa, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself to the audience. So I like to have my guests introduce themselves the way that feels appropriate to this podcast, this audience. Like, what do you wanna say? about yourself here today and then we'll talk a little bit about you know what you're doing in your work and what brought us together and all the things great sounds great thank you so much for having me i'm super excited to be here um so yeah my story is that i am a quite happy person like <laughs> the the fundaments of me are very kind of happy and curious mm -hmm. and i lived my life like that until my mid-20s when i had my abortions mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to talk about that more yeah. uh, but that was a really big shift in yeah. my life and it affected me a lot and many of my choices in my life i i I've been working as a yoga teacher for um, 15 years, I think. So that was a great tool for me. And I wanted to kind of, I, I felt more of an urge to spread that. So I started an organization that implements yoga into schools um, mm -hmm. in Sweden, where I live. So that's what I've been working with the past 13 years. And it's been great. I've been writing some books about it. It's, yeah, it's been so much fun and challenging too. Yeah. And then uh, I, I gave birth. Um, I, I met my husband and uh, it all happened very fast. So three months after we met, I was pregnant and it was, uh, it was great. I mean, um, yeah, I was super happy. So and then I gave birth and I had birth injuries. Mm. And, uh, I, I didn't get any kind of support from the healthcare system, yeah. um, which was really challenging for me. And also kind of a um, deja vu from the abortions because yeah. uh, I didn't experience any support at that time either, especially not like, mentally. Yeah um so yeah and then uh, they the it was unfortunate because they actually pacified me so they said there's nothing you can do and i was like okay there's nothing i can do this is my life from now on and then i gave birth to my second son and i had a very symptomatic prolapse mm -hmm. which was like hell for me i was super depressed and i had two small kids to take care of and yeah. you know i was just i didn't want to go out of my bed at all yeah 
so then then something was ignited in me I think I was really angry one morning mm -hmm. and I was like I need to fix this if like if the healthcare system can't support me mm -hmm. I'm gonna fix it so I I yeah it took about a year I was on a healing journey and I I tried so many methods and met a lot of teachers and so on so I improved a lot I had no symptoms after a year I'm still on that healing journey um, and I believe a crucial part of that healing journey was also to heal my abortion experiences yeah uh, yeah I think this is so fascinating how we're kind of on these parallel journeys where excuse me like a lot of us experience things in our lives and they kind of shake us up and then there's that one thing that happens and it's like this I need to turn into something like this has ignited something in me that's not going away that I need to make change like I need to do something about and so for me that was my abortion for you the abortion just kind of like stirred the pot but then the prolapse really was like nope this is not okay anymore it's time for me to use my voice um so i think we are two great examples of how not everything you experience has to turn into something like concrete and purposeful and like amazing <laughs> But if you let those experiences kind of happen and grow from them and recognize them, you may bump into that time where it's like, this isn't going away unless I do something about it. Like this is here for me as much as it sucked, right? Like I wouldn't wish abortion on anyone. I wouldn't wish prolapse on anyone, but it has turned into something meaningful and purposeful in my life. So like, we're kind of on those parallel journeys. Um, so we met through, not necessarily through your abortion healing, although it is all related, but through the work that you're doing after your birth injuries. So do you want to talk about what women's cycles is? Because that is how we were introduced to each other um, and what you created from your trauma, right? Like what you, what the gift you are giving to the world based on what you've experienced. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a fantastic husband uh, and he's also a tech entrepreneur. So he has built a lot of tech companies. So from when we were having a discussion about my prolapse experience uh, about a year after, like when I had improved uh, so, so that I had some perspective on it, we were discussing this phase of being so, so lonely, feeling no support. I had never heard of a prolapse even before. And there I was having one and 50% of all women experience prolapse within their lifetime. So it's just so crazy. I had never heard about it and I felt so lonely. I, I did, didn't know of anyone who had it either. So, and then he was the one actually with the idea that maybe we should, maybe we can create something that supports women who are in that situation. 
-hmm. And we started to do some research on is it only birth injuries or prolapse or do women experience this within other areas of their health as well? Yeah. And not super surprisingly, um, they do, unfortunately. And it can be anything from PMS to, yeah, to menopause and everything right. in between. Right. Yeah, I mean, so lonely and not supported. Just like so much the story of women and their yeah. healthcare. Um, so I think you giving space to these conversations where we don't have to feel so alone, we can have some tools, we can have some community. Um, like you said, our healthcare systems don't meet our needs, right? So when you went through the prolapse and they said, well, good luck. <laughs> Yeah. That's a horrible feeling. I have had that. So if we talk about my story, like I had that feeling, um, I had an illness in my early twenties and it landed me with colitis, which is like intestinal. And the doctors just said, well, take these six pills every day for the rest of your life. And it'll be managed. And I was like, what? Like I'm in my early twenties. Yeah. I don't want to just take all this medication every day. I want to have a family, like, like something's not right. And they were like, that's all we can do for you. Yeah. And so we live in totally different healthcare systems, right? Like completely different managed healthcare. And that was a time in my life where I was like, this is not right. Like, this is not right that, that that's all you have for me. Um, and that wasn't a thing that called me. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to stand for colitis everywhere. Like, I found my own alternative healing. But it was, if I think back, like, that was one of the first times in my life where I felt so lonely and not supported as a woman, right? And that wasn't in actually that was very related to women's health. Um, I'd been experiencing a lot of exhaustion, which led to a physician saying, oh, it's just a urine, you like chronic urinary tract infections. Because mm -hmm. there's these certain diagnoses for women where it's like, oh, it must be that. And yeah. then I went on way too many antibiotics. And it yeah. just destroyed my system, but it absolutely was women's health, right? Because they didn't know why I was so tired. They did. And they were like, well, just try this. And what they tried because they didn't want to deal with me anymore, just like destroyed my system. Yeah. Um, so it's just like every single woman you meet has a story where her healthcare needs were not meant mental, physical, emotional, um, and she felt alone. And we, we both in different ways are creating spaces where it's like, hey, we're not alone. Let's talk about this. Um, that's really fascinating. I've definitely never anticipated talking about colitis on my podcast, but there we are. <laughs> the place to do that. And right, that experience for me taught me how to advocate for myself, how to get what I needed, even when it wasn't available, which is what I did in my abortions, right? I mean, I had different birth experiences as well that were the same thing. It was like, I had to learn how to find what I needed, which included believing it was out there somewhere. 
right? Like I had to believe when everyone said, no, it doesn't exist. Like I had to go, it has to exist somewhere. And if it doesn't, I'm going to create it. Um, but that is the gift of turning like trauma, discomfort, pain, um, upheaval into something. And also just having my own back. Like with that colitis, I had to have my own back just mm. like I did with my abortions. I was like, okay, I'm sad and no one's supporting me. So I guess I need to have my own back. Mm. Um, okay, now that I've dumped out all those layers of stories, tell us about how your abortions did come into play when you faced the birth injuries. Um yeah good question i think it was in a subtle way so um in a way what i see where i am now since i'm on this healing journey what i can see is that when i was a girl obviously i wasn't so aware of my body i kind of took it for granted as kids, kids do and then becoming a woman I never, you know, celebrated that because our society don't celebrate that. Like when I got my period, I just had a pad from my mother and that's it kind of. Yeah. For example. So, and then when I was 17, I started with birth control. Yeah. And I tried so many different varieties for like three months but I always felt the side effects so much so I went back to the doctor and then they gave me another option and another one and you know it was just ongoing for like five years or something and then I was like what is this shit I don't want to continue with this I'm gonna stop so I did stop and like two months after I was pregnant yeah so and I never really had time or the option to understand how my body worked like of course I knew as a woman I can get pregnant but I didn't understand like fully the kind of different yeah all because it's complex like our cycle is complex but it can also teach us a lot and give us a lot of information about ourselves but I was never taught that as most of us are not and so then uh, and and yeah, I was 26. I was not at all ready for a kid. So uh, we did, did an abortion and everything just kind of happened so fast. And also we, I mean, we used a condom. <laughs> so it was like um, frustrating that I did right. Like I did the right thing, but anyway, I, I got pregnant and, and yeah, then, um, a year after we got we I was pregnant again and it was like after the first uh, pregnancy I was bleeding a lot and like the body didn't let go of what, mm-hmm. what was in my uterus so I was kind of messed up by that I think both physically and emotionally and I didn't have like any space to process it until like after six months, it all tr- started to stabilize, but then I was pregnant again. Right. And then I was like, 
I panicked. Uh, so and did an abortion again. And then we broke up because, yeah, uh, it wasn't a good relationship after those experiences. And also like the whole experience with uh, the abortion itself was just, you know, the doctors ask so weird questions and they're like, you can write a, a like, list of positive things to keep, like if you want to keep and negative, and then you can compare. Like it's, it was like, I was going to buy something online and comparing like, it's just, yeah. Like that whole system didn't support me. It, it made it worse kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so here we are, you're like a young woman without feeling alone and unsupported getting her period. Then alone and unsupported, like starting the birth control journey. Then alone and unsupported in your abortion journey. And then eventually you haven't got to that part of the story, but like alone and unsupported in your birth journey. And that was the point where you were like, that's it. <laughs> I'm yes. not doing this anymore. We got to help. <laughs> yeah. So I, I withstood a lot, I think, <laughs> but, um, but I, what I like where I am now on this journey is that it's like my uterus and my vagina is like hello hello you need to look over here like i need your attention now because you kind of ne neglected me for so many years yeah uh, so i feel i am really getting to know my body as a mm. woman in a completely different way mm. um, and that i wish i would have like as a girl and teenager yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Um, so fascinating. So what do you feel like, let's talk about women's cycles for a minute. Um, so I, we connected because you asked me to create a course for yeah. this. Um, mm -hmm. you call it a membership, right? Yeah. It's a subscription. Yeah subscription right so you asked me to create a course for this about healing after abortion and of course like I was all in I was like yes <laughs> let's do it the more places we can talk about this the better mm. um what is the journey you imagine let's let's use a, a like someone in my niche right we could talk about your prolapse we could talk about something else um postpartum depression Let's use a user in my, in my niche, right? So somebody has an abortion. Is it that they're Googling and then they find that this women's cycles exists? What's your vision? Or is it that people are finding it before they need it? Oh, good question. You know what so, I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, we would love if people could find it before. They need it and they, that they are aware that this exists and like just feeling uh, safe in that here is a platform with so many women who've been through so many things and come out on the other side and are now helping other women to process yeah. this situation in their lives. So that's definitely kind of the end goal um, to be that platform that kind of every woman has in mind as soon as some symptom or challenge comes up in her life, then she can like 
oh, I'll go to Women's Cycles and see if there's a course there so I can get some support and community around my own journey. Yeah. Yeah. So like I might be Googling like, I don't know, even like therapy, like this is the first thing most people think mm. of, right? Like I'm Googling therapy after abortion or um, healing after abortion or depression after abortion. And then women's cycles pops up. So everybody, if you go to my website, there is, if you go to the work with me tab, there's a link that says, I don't know, women's cycles, um, post-abortion course or something. I can't remember. Um, but the beauty I think is like, so I am in the subscription because I'm a course creator and it invites me to think when you had your birth control experience, it didn't invite you to think about other parts of your reproductive life. It was just like isolated. And then you had your abortion experience and it didn't really invite you to think about other parts of your life. It was like kind of isolated. And then the prolapse, right? But yeah. if you find women's cycles for any particular reason, it kind of invites you into this space to be like, what else is going on in my body? Like, what else might I encounter in my reproductive years? What, what are the other ways my health as a woman specifically matters? Um, I think that is a beautiful thing, right? Instead of thinking it all in these isolated issues, like, because I'm in there now, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I am in my 40s and it's, we're like, sometimes I wonder if we're moving into perimenopause and pre, you know, like all the things. So that's there to go to, which I think is so cool. Mm. Actually, you know what just happened to me? Oh. I called my, I love my women's health office. Have mm. loved them since I was a teenager. And just yesterday, I called to make an appointment just like regular exam, which I don't do annually like I'm supposed to. And there was like two choices, a brand new male obstetrician or a male obstetrician who I happened to have seen and loved for my abortion. But I was thinking like, this is not cool. Like, <laughs> this is not cool that these are my only two options as a woman. I'm not opposed to male obstetricians, but like, if I just want to go and do an annual check-in about my health as a woman, I, there's like a whole bunch of midwives in the practice, female obstetricians, and I can't see like a woman, like what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. So not that I want to go to women's cycles instead of a healthcare provider, but in some cases that may be my answer. Mm. And I'm yeah. a privileged white woman in the United States of America with health insurance. Mm. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. And so like, if anyone has access to good healthcare, it's me. And yeah. I don't have someone to say like, hey, I'm in my forties. Like what's coming up for me in my reproductive health? Like. Mm. Because even when I do go, it'll be like a 20 minute rushed appointment. And so I think that to me is like the beauty of what, if we can normalize talking about all these 
women's cycles. <laughs> yeah. Right. And actually learn and actually apply. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly that. So exciting. Where are you at in the journey of sharing and how can people help share the website? Yeah, so uh, womencycles.com is the website and we we launched uh, four months ago, uh, so it's it's still new, but we have many women signing up uh, yeah. already. And yeah, we are we are building this as a movement. We really want want to reach yeah, as many women as we can. Yeah. Uh, regarding all the different challenges. We have listed 4,000 plus symptoms, challenges, diagnosis for women that they might face in a lifetime. So we wanna cover all of them. That's gonna take a while, <laughs> but yeah. So please share and yeah, of course we're on Facebook and Instagram. And, and what if somebody's listening who is a provider of some kind and thinks they might be able to support other women through this website. Is that something you're open to? People saying, hey, I could create a course about X, Y, Z. Yes, absolutely. So we have a tab on our website that so you can, you can kind of apply to become yeah. a creator. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Because if more of us are like, wait, I actually do have something to offer. Mm. What I love about what you're creating is you don't necessarily have to have a fancy degree or like a master's or you don't have to be a physician. This is just like, hey, it's almost like the red tent of the internet like back in the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. 21st century women's tent. Like you get to go in and learn from each other. Like we yeah. can learn a lot from each other. Yes. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm. Yeah, and I love it. We, we also have something that we call the support program and that's where um, our subscribers get more support if they are really like on a healing journey and want support and more handholding through that process. Yeah. And so I have had some women who have prolapse and I am guiding them and giving them also the option that did you have an abortion here's a course to right, heal right so that people can start to connect that you yeah. know it's not maybe only the prolapse now you really need to like we are holistic beings and you need right. to look at both the physical aspect and the emotional and the spiritual yeah so, and it's it that's i i think that's amazing and that's what we really want to create like different methods on all aspects of each issue mm, i love that we always say in in my world like how we do one thing is how we do everything right mm. and so if you come in and learn about yourself and your body and your like life through prolapse and then you're like wait a second how, how I've done this is how I did that too, right? Like this is, these same stories are showing up in other parts of my life. Where else can I do some healing work and pull all of this together? Mm. Yeah. 
Okay. It's so beautiful. I mean, I feel like it's just at the tip of the iceberg. Um, and I'm excited about more people finding it. I, mm, I actually don't remember how many um, videos were in the course that I created for you. Um, but anyone is welcome. Again, it's in the work with me tab on my website, you can go in and take that course. Um, it is not something I offer in any other way. Like I don't do an automated course in any other way on my site or with my people. Like I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I do some group work, I do some workshop work, but this is the only place that I have like a fully automated, take it at your own pace um, kind of course available. So it's, it's a great option. Not everybody is ready to talk to someone, especially about abortion. Um, it takes some trust building and some creation of safe space. So if you're more ready to just go take a course with me on the video, go do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can use Amanda's code, which is Amanda WC, and you will get a discount of 15%. Perfect. And that is on that tab. I know that that is there too. So, uh, yeah. so and sorry, capital le letters, Amanda WC. And the website is women's women cycle. yep, women cycles. Oh. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. Um, and I look forward to watching this grow and maybe I'll create some more courses. <laughs> Yay. We'll see what happens next. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me and for sharing. I mean, for yeah. creating this space. And yeah, it's so, so. Needed. Is there actually I have one more question for you? Is there anything you feel like a listener today, like a, a message or something from your own personal experience with abortion? Um, anything you think someone listening might want to hear that feels to you like what you would have wanted to hear when you were in it? Um, good, that's a good question because when I think about myself in that time, I, I was very un, impatient. Like mm -hmm. I just wanted to get, get over with it. Uh, and so I don't think I was really open yeah. to like anything. I didn't want to kind of talk about it and all of that. So I think what I would have needed is a hug, like, uh, like right. someone holding me for a long time. And just so maybe I could have melted like mm -hmm. a little bit into yeah. the whole experience because I what I see now is that I stuffed it up in my system and um it, yeah it it didn't do me any good yeah so yeah but yeah that's, that's a great example of how sometimes we think we can pack something away and ignore it and pretend it didn't happen but it affects our whole body and it affects our future and yeah, hopefully we can just create more spaces to to give those hugs and help people open up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you need a virtual hug, we're here for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda.
Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.